The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Here's an amazing story that I just heard from my brother in Israel, Rabbi Ari. His brother-in-law is a tour guide in Israel. I'm going to give a name because I don't want to use his real name because I didn't ask him permission to use his name. So we'll call him Avrahami. Avraham, Avrahami. Now Avrahami, an amazing personality of a guy. And as a tour guide, it helps. People love him. This is a real people's person. He gets everybody to laugh and he has great jokes. And he knows everything about everything. You know, one of those tour guides. And he has an amazing voice. He sings and he cooks. I mean, this guy's like the, uh, the everything guy, the people's person. Everybody that goes on tour with him in Israel, they love him. Especially the Americans. Every time people come to Israel, he picks them up by the airport. He takes them around. They love him. Here's a guy of spunk that knows how to really get the crowd going. This past year, Simhat Torah, Avrahami was called by a shul in his neighborhood. And the shul consisted of mostly a bunch of old men. Now these old guys, their Simhat Torah really isn't, let's say, the young Simhat Torah anymore. They had their years. And because of that, basically it's one guy holding the Torah, going around, and everyone sitting in their chairs and clapping. One, two, three hakafot. And that's it. Everyone goes home. They felt bad. They wanted that year to bring in some young blood, some new life. So what did they do? They called up Avrahami. They said, listen, we know that you are a powerhouse of a personality. You know how to get people going. You're funny. You're lively. You sing. We're willing to even pay you. Come to our shul for some hot Torah. Make the hakafot something powerful, something lively. Avrahami, he says, listen, I'm not going to take money to come and be mehazek hakafot of a shul. You know, in the yeshiva, where I come from, says Avrahami, there's another 200 guys like me. They don't need me there. You know, it's like Superman on planet Krypton. They don't need me there. But by you, I like it. I want to give chizuk to a shul. I'll be there. No charge. Just a shem shamayim. Kabbai said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Simchat Torah night, Avrahami shows up, and Bemet, he looked around, it was like a Moshav's Kenim type of a place. He looks around, and he smiles, he says, I'm going to get this place going. He's going to be the religious DJ on the dance floor with no music needed. He's going to get this place rocking. Simchat Torah starts, they start taking out the Sefer Torah, the first Akafa Avrahami starts dancing and singing and he's pulling people off their chairs. And he couldn't believe it. It worked. All the guys that used to be sitting down in the corner just clapping, now they're actually dancing in a circle with the Torah and they're getting into it. Everyone's loving it. Avrahami was the biggest hit. He got that place on their toes. One, two, three, five hakafa, six, the last hakafa. They're dancing and cheering the older men. They feel 50 years younger again. Avrahami made it happen. The last hakafa, they start putting the Sifret Torah away. This is it, the seventh hakafa. They start singing the last song. Abraham is dancing with everybody. They're making the little tunnels and they're making all the shtick. They put one Sefer Torah in Aaron, another Sefer Torah in Aaron. Now, in the yeshiva world, there's a beautiful minhag. 
something they do that every guy that went to yeshiva will never forget. The last Sefer Torah. They don't let it go in that easy. So every time the guy tries to bring the Sefer Torah to put the Aaron, Abraham, he would jump in front of Sefer Torah, start dancing and scream, No! We're not giving it back yet. We want it more. We want it more. I believe the reason why they do this is because when we left Matan Torah, there was a terrible ta'ana on the Jewish people. We ran away from Matan Torah. We were scared that Hashem was going to give us more lotases. So we said, Hajabah, we're out of here. We got what we got. We can't handle anymore. That's why by Simchat Torah, we do the opposite. When it comes to the last Torah, we say, no, we want it longer. We want to stay longer. We don't want it to end. So we jump and we fight and we hold the Torah back. So this guy's pushing the Torah forward and Abraham is pushing it back. And he's pushing it forward and Abraham is pushing it back. And they're going back and forth and back and forth. The Gabai comes running up to Avrahami and he says to Avrahami, Avraham, Maspikva, enough already. People are hungry. They want to go home to eat. Enough. So Avrahami, as the good-hearted, lively guy, who's into it, he turns to the Gabai and he says, no, we're not giving it back. And just then, the Gabai reaches his arm all the way back and gets into a swinging position and brings a slap right across the face from Abrahami and his glasses go flying to the other side of the Mechitzah. And the room goes quiet. Nobody moves. Not even the guy holding the sefer. And everybody looks at each other. And Avrami's face is beat red. And he looks back at the Gabai with a look on his face of startling, startled. But at the same time as if to say, I can't believe you did that. You really did that. Avrahami starts heating up. He was about to mamash go after this old man. What he was going to do to this guy. And just then, an old man from the back of the room jumps up out of the seat. And he literally comes running up and he grabs Abrahami by the shoulders and he screams to him, Please, no! You know the story of Chaim Kanievsky. Please don't say back a word. Abrahami looks at the guy. And he thinks to himself, like he told my brother, I can't believe I'm in the middle of this story. And then he says to Avrahami, please, I'm begging you, don't say anything back. You know the Ruchayim Kanievsky story. Don't say anything. I have a daughter that has a mahala. Give me a blessing that she'll be okay, please. And Avrahami heard that. His arms were as heavy as lead. His legs were shaking to want to jump and do something back. He stayed silent, raised those arms of lead on the head of this old man and gave him a blessing that his daughter should be okay. When he opened his eyes behind this old man, behind this old man was another 12 old men in line with their heads bent down, each guy with his sarot in life, each guy begging Avraham for a blessing for something else. Each guy something else. And who was the last old man standing on that line? The Gabai. 
when finally the Gabbai comes up to Avrahami, his turn, Avrahami looks at him like, really? You? You slapped the stuffing out of my face. My glasses flew to the other side of the room over the Mechitzah. It cleared the wall. Home run. I mean, come on. The Gabbai looks at him and says, I beg you, forgive me. I have a son. He's 37 years old. He hasn't gotten married. I'm begging you give me a blessing that he should get married this year. He says, Avraham, he said, it took all the king's horses and all the king's men to be able to close his eyes again and raise his arms up and put it on the head of this guy that a minute ago smacked him in the face. Something ridiculous. And he gave him a blessing from his heart, his depths of heart, that his son should dance the song of Su Sha'arim Rashechem by his wedding that year together with Avrahami and the entire family. This is the gadlut of what it means to be a Jew. We could make this. We can get there. Just remember. Remember the phone call. Remember that little camera by the ATM. It's on you at all times. Every morning you wake up, you get that call. There are going to be people today that are going to get on your bedside. But don't worry, I sent them. And it's there to strengthen you, to make you great. Don't take it out on them. It's not them, says Boreola. It's me. Thank you for listening. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.